The Adventures of Jerry Muskrat by Thornton W. Burgess. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 16 The Pond in the Green Forest. Spotty the Turtle was awake by the time the first rays of the rising sun began to creep through the green forest. He was far, far up the Laughing Brook, very much farther than he had ever been before. And as he yawned and stretched, he wondered if, after all, he hadn't dreamed about the wall of logs and sticks and mud across the Laughing Brook. When he had rubbed the last sleepy wink out of his eyes, he looked again. There it was, just as he had seen it the night before. Then Spotty knew that it was real, and he began to wonder what was on the other side of it. I cannot climb it, for my legs were never made for climbing said spotty mournfully as he looked at his funny little black feet oh dear i wish that i could climb like happy jack squirrel just then a thought popped into his head and chased away the little frown that had crept into spotty's face perhaps happy jack sometimes wishes that he could swim as i can so i guess we are even i can't climb but he can't swim how foolish it is to wish for things never meant for you. And with that, all the discontent left Spotty the Turtle, and he began to study how he could make the most of his short legs and his perseverance, of which, as you already know, he had a great deal. He looked this way, and he looked that way, and he saw that if he could climb to the top of the bank on one side of the Laughing Brook, he would be able to walk right out on the strange wall of logs and sticks and mud, and then, of course, he could see just what was on the other side. So Spotty the Turtle wasted no more time wishing that he could do something it was never meant that he should do. Instead, he picked out what looked like the easiest place to climb the bank and started up. My, my, my! It was hard work! You see, he had to carry his house along with him, for he has to carry that wherever he goes, and it would have been hard enough to have climbed that bank without carrying anything. Every time he had climbed up three steps, he slipped back two steps. But he kept at it, puffing and blowing, saying over and over to himself, I can if I will, and will if I can. I'm sure to get there if I follow this plan. Halfway up the bank, Spotty lost his balance, and the house he was carrying just tipped him right over backward, and down he rolled to the place he had started from. I needed to cool off, said Spotty to himself, and slid into a little pool of water. Then he tried the bank again, and just as before, he slipped back two steps for every three he went up. But... He shut his mouth tight and kept at it, 
and by and by he was up to the place from which he had tumbled there he stopped to get his breath i can if i will and will if i can i'm sure to get there if i follow this plan said he and started on again twice more he tumbled clear down to the place he had started from but each time he laughed at himself and tried again and at last he reached the top of the bank i said i could if i would and i would if i could and i have he cried then he hurried to see what was behind this strange wall what do you think it was why a pond yes sir there was a pond right in the middle of the green forest trees were coming up right out of the middle of it but it was a sure enough pond spotty found it harder work to believe his own eyes now than when he had first seen the strange wall across the laughing brook why 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 what does it mean exclaimed spotty the turtle that's what i want to know cried billy mink who came hurrying up just then end of chapter sixteen chapter seventeen who made the strange pond who had made the strange pond that is what spotty the turtle wanted to know that is what billy mink wanted to know so did little joe otter and jerry muskrat and grandfather frog when they arrived so did old mr buzzard looking down from the blue blue sky it was very strange very strange indeed never had there been a pond in that part of the green forest before not even in the days when sister south wind melted the snow so fast that the laughing brook ran over its banks and the smiling pool grew twice as large as it ought to be of course someone had made it spotty the turtle had known that as soon as he had seen the strange pond all in a flash he had understood what that wall of logs and brush and mud across the laughing brook was for it was to stop the water from running down the laughing brook and of course if the water couldn't keep on running and laughing on its way to the smiling pool it would just stand still and grow and grow into a pond of course there was nothing else for it to do spotty felt very proud when he had thought that all out by himself this wall we are sitting on has made the pond said spotty the turtle after a long time in which no one had spoken you don't say so said billy mink however ever did you guess it are you sure quite sure that the pond didn't make the wall spotty knew that billy mink was making fun of him but he is too good-natured to lose his temper over a little thing like that he tried to think of something smart to say in reply but spotty is a slow thinker as well as a slow walker and before he could think of anything billy was talking once more 
This wall is what Farmer Brown's boy calls a dam, said Billy Mink, who was a great traveler. Dams are usually built to keep water from running where it isn't wanted or to make it go where it is wanted. Now what I want to know is, who under the sun wants a pond way back here in the green forest, and what is it for? Who do you think built this dam, Grandfather Frog? Grandfather Frog shook his head. His big, goggly eyes seemed more goggly than ever as he stared at the new pond in the green forest. I don't know, said Grandfather Frog. I don't know what to think. Why, it must be Farmer Brown's boy, or Farmer Brown himself, said Jerry Muskrat. Of course, said Little Joe Otter, just as if he knew all about it. Still, Grandfather Frog shook his head as if he didn't agree. I don't know, said Grandfather Frog. I don't know. It doesn't look so to me. Billy Mink ran along the top of the dam and down the back side. He looked it all over with those sharp little eyes of his. Grandfather Frog is right, said he when he came back. It doesn't look like the work of Farmer Brown or Farmer Brown's boy. But if they didn't do it, who did? Who could have done it? I don't know said Grandfather Frog again in a dreamy sort of voice. Spotty the Turtle looked at him and saw that Grandfather Frog's face wore the faraway look that it always does when he tells a story of the days when the world was young. I don't know, he repeated. But it looks to me very much like the work of Grandfather Frog stopped short off and turned to Jerry Muskrat. Jerry Muskrat, said he so sharply that Jerry nearly lost his balance in his surprise. Has your big cousin come down from the north? End of chapter 17 Chapter 18 Jerry Muskrat's Big Cousin Fiddle, faddle, feedle, fuddle, was there ever such a muddle? Fuddle, feedle, faddle, fiddle, who is there will solve the riddle? Here was the laughing brook laughing no longer. Here was the smiling pool smiling no longer. Here was a brand new pond deep in the green forest. Here was a wall of logs and bushes and mud called a dam, built by someone whom nobody had seen. And here was Grandfather Frog asking Jerry Muskrat if his big cousin had come down from the north, when Jerry didn't even know that he had a big cousin. I, I haven't any big cousin said Jerry, when he had quite recovered from his surprise at Grandfather Frog's question. Chug-a-rum! exclaimed Grandfather Frog, and the scornful way in which he had said it made Jerry Muskrat feel very small. Chug-a-rum! Of course you've got a big cousin in the North. Do you mean to tell me that you don't know that, Jerry Muskrat? 
Jerry had to admit that it was true that he didn't know anything about that big cousin. If Grandfather Frog said that he had one, it must be so, for Grandfather Frog is very old and very wise, and he knows a great deal. Still, it was very hard for Jerry to believe that he had a big cousin of whom he had never heard. Did, did you ever see him, Grandfather Frog? Jerry asked. No. Snapped Grandfather Frog. I never did, but I know all about him. He is a great worker, is this big cousin of yours, and he builds dams like this one we are sitting on. I don't believe it cried Billy Mink. I don't believe any cousin of Jerry Muskrat's ever built such a dam as this. Why, just look at that great tree trunk at the bottom. No one but Farmer Brown or Farmer Brown's boy could ever have dragged that there. You're crazy, Grandfather Frog. Just plain crazy. Billy Mink sometimes is very disrespectful to Grandfather Frog. Chug-a-rum, replied Grandfather Frog. I'm pretty old, but I'm not too old to learn as some folks seem to be. And he looked very hard at Billy Mink. Did I say that that tree trunk was dragged here? No, replied Billy Mink. But if it wasn't dragged here, how did it get here? You are so smart, Grandfather Frog. Tell me that. Grandfather Frog blinked his great goggly eyes at Billy Mink as he said, just as if he was very, very sorry for Billy. Your eyes are very bright and very sharp, Billy Mink, and it is a great pity that you have never learned how to use them. That tree wasn't dragged here. It was cut so that it fell right where it lies. As he spoke, Grandfather Frog pointed to the stump of the tree, and Billy Mink saw that he was right. But Billy Mink is like a great many other people. He dearly loves to have the last word. Now he suddenly began to laugh. Ha, ha, ha! Ho, ho, ho! laughed Billy Mink. Ho, ho, ho! Ha, ha, ha! What is it that is so funny? snapped Grandfather Frog, for nothing makes him so angry as to be laughed at. Do you mean to say that anybody but Farmer Brown or Farmer Brown's boy could have cut down such a big tree as that? asked Billy. Why, that would be as hard as to drag the tree here. Jerry Muskrat's big cousin from the north could do it, and I believe he did, replied Grandfather Frog. Now that we have found the cause of the trouble in the Laughing Brook and the Smiling Pool, what are we going to do about it? End of Chapter 18 Chapter 19 Jerry Muskrat Has a Busy Day There was the strange pond in the green forest, and there was the dam of logs and sticks and mud which had made the strange pond. But look as they would, Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter and Jerry Muskrat and Grandfather Frog and Spidey the Turtle could see nothing of the one who had built the dam. 
it was very queer the more they thought about it the queerer it seemed they looked this way and they looked that way there is one thing very sure and that is that whoever built this dam had no thought for those who live in the laughing brook and the smiling pool said grandfather frog they are selfish just plain everyday selfish that's what they are now the laughing brook cannot laugh and the smiling pool cannot smile while this dam stops the water from running and so grandfather frog stopped and looked around at his four friends and so what cried billy mink impatiently and so we must spoil this dam we must make a place for the water to run through said grandfather frog very gravely of course that's the very thing cried little joe otter and billy mink and jerry muskrat and spotty the turtle then little joe otter looked at billy mink and billy mink looked at jerry muskrat and jerry muskrat looked at spotty the turtle and after that they all looked very hard at grandfather frog and all together they asked how are we going to do it grandfather frog scratched his head thoughtfully and looked a long time at the dam of logs and sticks and mud then his big mouth widened in a big smile why that is very simple said he jerry muskrat will make a big hole through the dam near the bottom because he knows how and the rest of us will keep watch to see that no harm comes near the very thing cried little joe otter and billy mink and spotty the turtle but jerry muskrat thought it wasn't fair you see it gave him all the real work to do however jerry thought of his dear smiling pool and how terrible it would be if it should smile no more and so without another word he set to work now jerry muskrat is a great worker and he had made many long tunnels into the bank around the smiling pool so he had no doubt but that he could soon make a big hole through this dam but almost right away he found trouble yes sir jerry had hardly begun before he found real trouble you see that dam was made mostly of sticks instead of mud and so instead of digging his way in as he would have done into the bank of the smiling pool he had to stop every few minutes to gnaw off sticks that were in the way it was hard work the hardest kind of work but jerry muskrat is the kind that is the more determined to do the work the harder the work is to be done and so grandfather frog sat on one end of the dam and pretended to keep watch but really took a nap in the warm sunshine and while spotty the turtle sat on the other end of the dam doing the same thing and while billy mink and little joe otter swam around in the strange pond and enjoyed themselves jerry muskrat worked and worked and worked and just as jolly round red mr sun started down behind the purple hills jerry broke through into the strange pond and the water began to run in the laughing brook once more end of chapter nineteen
Chapter 20 Jerry Has a Dreadful Disappointment There's nothing in this world that's sure, no matter how we scheme and plan. We simply have to be content with doing just the best we can. Jerry Muskrat had curled himself up for the night, so tired that he could hardly keep his eyes open long enough to find a comfortable place to sleep. But he was happy. Yes, indeed, Jerry was happy. He could hear the laughing brook beginning to laugh again. It was just a little low gurgling laugh, but Jerry knew that in a little while it would grow into the full laugh that makes music through the green forest and puts happiness into the hearts of all who hear it. So Jerry was happy, for was it not because of him that the laughing brook was beginning to laugh? He had worked all the long day to make a hole through the dam which someone had built across the laughing brook and so stopped its laughter. Now the water was running again, and soon the new strange pond behind the dam there in the green forest would be gone, and the laughing brook and the smiling pool would be their own beautiful selves once more. It was because he had worked so hard all day that he was going to sleep now. Usually he would rather sleep a part of the day and be abroad at night. Very pleasant dreams had Jerry Muskrat that night. Dreams of the dear smiling pool, smiling just as it had as long as Jerry could remember before this trouble had come. He was still dreaming when Spotty the Turtle found him and waked him, for it was broad daylight. Jerry yawned and stretched, and then he lay still for a minute to listen to the pleasant murmur of the laughing brook. But there wasn't any pleasant murmur. There wasn't any sound at all. Jerry began to wonder if he really was awake after all. He looked at Spotty the Turtle, and he knew then that he was, for Spotty's face had such a worried look. Get up, Jerry Muskrat, and come look at the hole you made yesterday in the dam. You couldn't have done your work very well, for the hole has filled up so that the water does not run any more, said Spotty. I did do it well, snapped Jerry crossly. I did it just as well as I know how. You lazy folk who just sit and take sun naps while you pretend to keep watch had better get busy and do a little work yourselves if you don't like the way I work. I, I beg your pardon, Jerry Muskrat. I didn't mean to say just that, replied Spotty. You see, we are all worried. We thought last night that by this morning the Laughing Brook would be full of water again and we could come back to the smiling pool as soon as we felt like it, and here it is as bad as ever. Perhaps the trouble is just that some sticks and grass drifted down in the water and filled up the hole I made. That must be the trouble," said Jerry hopefully as he hurried down towards the dam. First he carefully examined it from the Laughing Brook side. Then he dived down under the water on the other side. He was gone a long time, and Billy Mink was just getting ready to dive to see what had become of him when he came up again. What, what is, is the trouble? trouble? 
cried Spotty the Turtle and Grandfather Frog and Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter together. Is the hole filled up with stuff that has drifted in? Jerry shook his head as he slowly climbed out of the water. No, said he. No, it isn't filled with drift stuff brought down by the water. It is filled with sticks and mud that somebody has put here. Somebody has filled up the hole that I worked so hard to make yesterday, and it will take me all day to open it up again. Then Grandfather Frog and Spotty the Turtle and Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter and Jerry Muskrat stared at one another, and for a long time no one said a word. End of Chapter 20